welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Jean Baresson. And I'm Khadija Booth Watkins. So, Khadija, how was this week for you? This was a good week. We had to be creative. Um, I decided not to do traditional Halloween and trick-or-treating, so we stayed home and we had kind of a Halloween house party, and we made some treats. We made uh, Rice Krispie treats and caramel apples and had loads of candy, and we were going to have a movie night, and then my son went to sleep in 30 minutes. So I had the movie night on my own, but it was relaxing. It was fun. I watched my first Star Wars movie. Your first Star Wars movie? I'm ashamed to admit it. I watched, watched the first one from 1977. It was oh, great. I, I really now truly understand what Jedi mind trick means. I, I, I knew what it meant, but now I truly grasped the real meaning. You've got to watch the next two. because the, I, 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 You've got to watch the next two. Seriously. It's on my list. It's in my queue. Good, good. How about your week? Well, uh, it's interesting. I got like, a th- I must have a thousand text mess- messaging photos of my grandchildren all dressed up in their Halloween costumes. None of them went out trick-or-treating, but they are the most elaborate, beautiful costumes. Like my son and his two kids were all bugs. <laughs> but I mean like beautiful bugs. I mean... Uh, you know, uh, so that was one good thing. The other good thing is that um, uh, I border on uh, uh, 200 acres of conservation land behind my house. And there was a six acre plot that was going to be developed, literally ripped apart with these huge oak trees just torn down and all kinds of animals uh, and uh, vernal pools just decimated. And after a two-year battle, the town bought the six acres on October 30th. So now now the land, those six acres have been preserved and I can, you know, take my new puppy and just go right right behind my stone wall onto some trails and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, the, and, and the other thing that happened was like, and looking outside, actually the day that of the closing, I was, my wife said to me, you got to see this. And, and we looked outside and there were these two juvenile foxes chasing each other uh, right around our compost pile. And I was thinking like, geez, you know, now they're going to have 200 acres behind them to kind of like romp through and not have to kind of deal with, uh, you know, human beings. That's awesome. Yeah. I wish I had 200 acres sometimes that I could romp through to not have to deal with human beings. Well, when COVID ends, you can always come over with <laughs> <laughs> and, romp th- and romp through them. They're, they're, they're really beautiful. I've, I've been doing it for the last 35 or more years with, with my dogs and kids and, we know those trails. But let's get to today's topic. Uh, now, by the way, this, this is being recorded before the election, which is tomorrow. Yikes. Uh, after this election, regardless who won the White House or seats in the House or the Senate, we need to take a deep breath and consider how we can heal in a time of bleeding. Now, it sounds strange that I'm talking about bleeding, but... <laughs> 
the wounds over the last four years uh, and most recently have been really deep, painful, and ongoing. And we're going to focus on the process of emotional healing in this podcast. But uh, the analogy to bleeding is not that far off. You know, so when the body's injured, uh, it has to heal despite the ongoing results of the injury. Uh, Khadija and I know that as you know, being trained as doctors. Um, and it's not all that different uh, in our mental and emotional states. So as a nation, we're bleeding. We're still in the midst of a global pandemic. The economy's taken a dive with millions unemployed, racism and all kinds of disparities, ethnic, economic, social, gender, LGBTQ, we're all on the front burner. You know, and police brutality has become more apparent than ever, at least to many who are unaware of its systemic presence. And climate change has resulted in severe weather-related disasters and so much more. Um, beyond this, at a very personal level, families are divided, communities are divided, fear and anger are rampant. Mental illness has risen in terms of depression, anxiety, loneliness, and suicide rates. So we really do need to heal, no matter what happens tomorrow. Uh, and that's what Khadija and I want to talk about today. So Khadija, what, what needs healing? And then let's talk about what we can do to stop the bleeding. I don't know if we have enough time to, to, to go through the list, but there's a, there's a lot of things that, that need healing and there's a lot that needs to happen for that to, to take place. It's been um, an incredible amount of pain that people have, uh, have endured, they've suffering and losses. So there's a lot of healing, but I think to start, our relationships need healing. Um, we've stopped listening to each other. We're not treating each other with just basic dignity and respect. We don't know how to tolerate or even validate someone when they have a different view than ours. Um, and it's really created fractures in, in many relationships. Um, and relationships, our families need healing. Families, like you said, are divided and they've suffered losses, economic losses, and maybe even some personal losses. And, and we really need to figure out how to bring families back together. And we talked about the conflict last, last podcast, conflicts within families. Um, but we just have lost connections with, with the people that we love. And we really need to figure out how to reconnect in a way that allows us to be compassionate. And, and in, in addition, I think what we need is uh, the feelings of being marginalized. I've never, I mean, you know, I keep going back to the, to the sixties, you know, when I was, you know, in college, uh, but I have never, I don't remember a time where we felt more divided by race, immigrant status, gender, you know, uh, victims of trauma, um, loss of the status quo, um, uh, you know, and, 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 and everybody's feeling a loss, whether it's um, uh, the loss of a white Christian majority to the loss of community, to the loss of identity, to uh, what it means to be a part of uh, this thing that we call America. How do we bring that together? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess we could talk about some strategies. I think it's important for us to to think about how do we bring bring all of this together and, and kind of like you said, stop the bleeding. Um, it's just been so hard. We, we've, it's hard for us, I think, with everything going on to find the energy to, to do that, to, to, to find the energy to direct specifically to thinking about being compassionate to ourselves and to our 
the other people in our lives. And, and I just thought of another thing, by the way, and that is, is that part of the bleeding is this kind of like overriding sense of uncertainty and doubt and distrust in our leaders. Um, you know, whether you're on the left or the right, there's this kind of distrust in people who are kind of supposed to be, you know, helping us get someplace. Um, it's really, it's kind of scary. But, it, but, but let's, get, let's get to some solutions because, you know, folks out there probably want to hear what we have to say. Maybe I certainly want to hear what they have to say about um, what's helpful. I would say, I think I said it a couple of times, compassion, being compassionate. Um, we talk a lot about self-care and well-being, but it really should be bidirectional. If we could be compassionate in a way and empathetic to people who are around us, it really would make for, we would feel much better and the people around us would feel much better. Um, I think that's, that's a good starting point. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because I've had students, for example, who've um, been silenced. I mean, uh, college students, for example, who are Republicans now are being excluded from uh, those who are liberal and vice versa. The, the liberals are being excluded by the ones who are, who are on the other, on the right side of the fence. So um, I think, I think what, what, what you're getting at is being open to listening to others and validating their opinions and feelings and just listening really listening, not listening with an agenda, listening while you take notes to do a rebuttal, <laughs> not listening and being distracted by other things, but really listening to understand. And being empathic. Like what you're saying is, is that it's not just listening for a rebuttal. I love that. But um, it's really being empathic, putting yourself in another person's shoes. As hard as that might be, uh, it really does help you uh, connect with another person and it does help the healing. And if we do it in that way, we're, we're able to tolerate people having differences of opinions or different viewpoints because we kind of understand where they're coming from. And, and we kind of take some basic assumptions that, you know, we're all doing the best that we can and that people generally want to do good. And so if we kind of give people the benefit of the doubt, it allows us to, to be open in that way. You know, in some ways it reminds me that we all want the same things. Really, everybody wants compassion, understanding, respect, self-esteem, feelings of self-worth, feelings of being accepted, feelings of being trusted, feelings of being valued as a human being. I mean, we may differ on what it takes to do that, but there's so much common ground we need to find ways, I think, to kind of get to the common ground uh, uh, together. And, uh, you know, one way of doing that, I think we're all feeling so exhausted and spent emotionally that uh, part of the healing is going to be involving taking care of ourselves and keeping ourselves under control emotionally, behaviorally. You know, sometimes maybe it needs a good, we need a good cry. <laughs> or, or or we need to watch kind of some stupid movie, <laughs> funny movie, um, 
or some or you know the standard meditation exercise diet you know but taking care of ourselves i mean we can't heal and this is true physically as well as mentally unless our bodies are prepared and our minds are prepared to um uh to fix what's what's broken we have the power to do that when you're when you're exhausted and tired and not taking care of yourself, you're you're more prone to fly off the handle. Your fuse is going to be much shorter. So taking care of yourself and really taking your own pulse is really important. Um, as you think about even engaging in a dialogue with with a friend or a family member, it'll go much better. And another tip I think is uh, you know uh, it's been reported that there's been a lot more uh, uh, reaching for alcohol and other substances, um, food, overeating during this uh, COVID pandemic, uh, and perhaps during these difficult times during the uh, dis- this very divisive election. Um, so try to refrain from quick fixes like the use of substances. I mean, it, it only makes, it, it may help for the moment, but there's always a rebound and things are worse. We're more vulnerable, you know, after we, after we use substances. And, and, you know, I, I, I think about the word unprecedented that has been used is that's the buzzword for the past several years. And I think that loss of feeling certainty and feeling grounded and, and knowing what to expect has really driven people to do some of these things because they feel a sense of control, but really, just being mindful about what you're doing and how it might affect you and really thinking about the bigger picture is going to be really important because this is the pandemic is going to go away at some point. We're not going to be in this state forever. Yeah. I, I think in that regard, you know, going back to uh, the basics of, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy that we've talked about many times, um, be mindful of your exaggerated, distorted and catastrophic thinking whether it's about the elections or the pandemic or about climate change or whatever the issue is. I mean, there's this tendency to kind of like blow it way out of proportion. I mean, these things are not that they're unimportant. They're very important. But if they get too monstrous, then they, then they overwhelm us and they, it makes it feel like they're impossible to tackle. That's a kind of tricky one, especially being in the state, because everything feels exaggerated and, and out of proportion, and, and it feels surreal. So that's a that's a tricky one, um, trying to figure out what's a what's a real alarm and what's a false alarm. Yeah. Well, I always go back to my mom, and what she <laughs> and what she said, you know, having been through you know the Great Depression and World War II, um, and the Holocaust. Um, those were terrifying times, you know, um, unbearable. It, it, it just, you know, seems unbearable, but as awful as they were, um, as awful as the civil war was, as awful as slavery was and as awful as racism still is. I mean, there are things that we can do as human beings and as resilient human beings that can overcome adversity. It's a good reminder. 
Yeah, it, it'll it'll really take us to to be like you said, mindful and 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 reflective. Um, just taking some space to to think back on the things, that, and that just kind of brings to mind gratitude and and thinking about the things that you're thankful for, um, even the small little things that that may have come about of come out of a process that didn't go so well, but there might have been something about the process that you can look to to be kind of thankful for or appreciative of. Um, and I think that is also really important because the more you're focused on the things that are positive, the less time you have to focus on the things that are not so positive. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to the, the notion of positive psychology and uh, that notion of out of the ashes rises the phoenix. I mean, I, I can't remember a time uh, uh, where good things have come out of uh, problems. You know, uh, and if you think about the history of this country, uh, we've overcome so many things uh, through science, through education, through community work, through art, through you name it. Um, and I think some of the, the greatest achievements we've achieved have come out of, um, you know, hard times. Uh, so how do we do that? How do how do we how do we get through the hard times, Khadija? <laughs> well, you know, we're we're not on an island by ourselves. So I think one of the big things, especially again, it's a little bit tricky in in the current state that we're in. But knowing that you're not in it alone, and reach and and seeking help and support from whether it's loved ones or whether it's professional, but you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to suffer in silence. I think that is top of my list. Um, but yeah. I'm sure the list is long. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think, you know, again, as we've said many times before in our blogs and in, and in these podcasts that we're pack animals. I mean, we are social creatures. And the more we can connect with others whom we love, whom we trust, um, and get support, uh, it, gives us, it gives us strength and connection. Are there other pathways to 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 becoming stronger and a more resilient uh, person? Well, I, I always go back to the arts and creativity. I mean, I think that um, um, using uh, means of self-expression, whether it's through music, dance, art, uh, writing, journaling, uh, uh, help us uh, express ourselves, replenish ourselves, and... Um, uh, um, express the kinds of feelings we've been having. There's nothing better than helping to get those feelings out on the table. And by using the arts, we can, we can achieve that. I mean, the, 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 the video we have on Mark Vonnegut, you know, bipolar disorder in the arts, you know, it was a, is a great example of, of coming through a very difficult period and, uh, and using the arts to, uh, provide uh, healing and comfort and uh, forward progress. I'm not very artistic, but it sounds like a great one. I'm, <laughs> I'm the least artistic in my family. Um, I, I think something else, but and it kind of is in the same realm of mindfulness, but I think really working on judgment and, and trying not to be too judgmental of ourselves and too critical of ourselves, which again, extends to other people as well. Um, I think being mindful when you are being judgmental and kind of re, 
reshifting maybe or, or re reorganizing those words or reframing reframing that judgment so it doesn't um, come out in that way. I guess I, I'm trying to figure out how to say it, but I think that's something that really we struggle with a lot. We're 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 a society that's driven and we want to achieve, and and we're our worst critics. So I think really thinking about being judgmental and critical of ourselves and other people is, is another one. It's exhausting um, to live up to the standard that we've set that keeps getting higher and higher that we just really sometimes can't catch. Right. So I think what we have to be able to do is, um, uh, I, I totally get that. I mean, what, what, by some, by somehow not being as judgmental of ourselves and of others, we can actually improve our own self worth and our self esteem. Um, I might, I might add another thing about that. And that is, um, uh, there was a study by the American Psychological Association uh, recently that showed that um, performing acts of kindness can boost both physical health and happiness levels. So there, just just to add to that, don't be so hard on yourself for judgmental. Think about going beyond yourself and and giving and contributing to others, um, and and making a contribution, uh, giving is far better than receiving and actually makes you feel so much better and is, is a part of the healing study. What about the idea of changing your perspective? I think that's another one that is, um, can be really helpful in the healing. Kind of goes along a little bit with judgment, but just really changing your expect- perspective, managing maybe some of your expectations, especially in this state, maybe even revisiting what our expectations are and seeing if they still fit. Um, based on what we're doing and where we're doing it. You know, working from home is different from working in the office. Your resources might be different. Um, Your time might be used differently. So just really changing our perspective and managing our expectations. That sounds great. Um, uh, We've all kind of, we all have Zoom fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and what I call COVID brain. Uh, but, but, but if we kind of like, uh, give ourselves a break and, um, uh, and appreciate the fact that, that, um, you know, I don't think I've ever made more mistakes in so many different areas, whether it's scheduling or forgetting things or, um, uh, neglecting things that are important, um, during, than during this period. And, uh, and of course I come down on myself, but you know, if I kind of let it go and say, you know, under periods of stress like this, uh, you can't be so hard on yourself. And it gets back to that positive psychology you were talking about, about going, getting easier on ourselves that can help the healing process. So, um, uh, if there are other thoughts that you, uh, the listening audience who can help uh, su- make suggestions about how we can heal, uh, please uh, let us know. Um, but before we end, uh, as we we o- always do at the end of these 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 uh, podcasts, what <laughs> this is a tough one. What in the news, Khadija, has struck you this week? What what? <laughs> So maybe I will say not so much news, but it snowed on Friday and it snowed all day on Friday. And while it was amazing to watch from my window, I just not ready for the winter to be here. 
Um, but it was absolutely gorgeous. So that is what happened, I guess, in my week. It, maybe it wasn't newsworthy, but that's what I have. <laughs> well, it, it's hard for me to find a, a, a positive news story, maybe because I've been too focused on, on the elections and they all seem to be negative. But there was one headline that I, I uh, heard about this week about a seven-year-old boy who was bullied, and um, his response was to open a huge food pantry, making his life all about positive energy and helping others out. So instead of becoming a victim and bemoaning his fate as being bullied and marginalized, he turned that negative into a positive. Gosh, and that was a seven-year-old boy. You know, we should learn from kids like that. That is almost the definition of resilient. It is. Anyway, we've got a couple of guests coming up in our next episodes. I'm really looking forward to the next podcast. Our guest will be Mary Lyons Hunter, who's Chief of Behavioral Health at the Mass General Chelsea Health Center. She'll be talking about how community health centers can help folks during this COVID pandemic. And then I'm delighted that we'll be having a guest, Joe Betancourt, who's Vice President and Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer at Massachusetts General Hospital. I've known Joe for many years, and um, he will be talking with us about a new racism and uh, microaggression curriculum that will be um, helpful for all of us uh, at MGH to be sensitive to the needs of, of people from all backgrounds. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. And, um, and please, please, please try to heal whatever wounds there may be. And, um, uh, and, and give us some feedback. So uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, we hope that our conversation will uh, help you have yours. I'm Gene Bereson. And Kadija Watkins. had a Halloween house party, just the two of us, and he oh. fell asleep in 30 minutes. Oh. And we made caramel apples and Rice Krispie treats and bought out the, the, the candy aisle in Target, and he fell asleep in 30 minutes.